are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 114. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Do you want to make $100,000 revenue in your esthetician business? If so, I would love to show you how. I want to invite you to coach with me in my one-to-one coaching program. It's completely customizable. The way that it works is we sit down and figure out what you've been doing in your business that hasn't been working and then make a very specific plan that I help you follow over the course of six months to get it done. We meet weekly for 30 minutes and discuss exactly what went well that week and what's going to, we're going to do next week, whether it's your pricing needs to be raised or you need to have boundaries with your clients or if you need to learn how to sell skincare or you need to niche down and you're doing way too many services and not making money or all of the above, whatever the issue is, whatever the reason is you're not making money, we'll figure it out together and we will grow your business into a really profitable business that's sustainable that you love, and that really helps people. I cannot wait to be your coach and to work with you. To learn more, go to the link in the show notes. And with that, on with today's episode. Hi, how are you? Happy Friday. I am good. I'm still sick. I think I even sound more sick than I did last week. I have a really bad cough, but I feel fine. Um, But I'm really excited because... When you're listening to this episode, I will be in or on my way to, depending on what time of the day you're listening to it, Los Angeles, to go and see Taylor Swift at the SoFi Stadium. If you're going, send me a DM. I mean, I don't have good seats, but I don't really care. This is the will be the fourth concert of hers that I've been to. I'm a huge fan of hers. I have been for as long as she's been, you know, mainstream. Um, I was thinking about it and like looking at her albums and things like that. So I've been her, I've been a fan of hers for about 20 years, which is wild. <laughs> I have been waiting for this since they announced there was a tour and we got our tickets and I'm flying all the way across the country and kind of having a whirlwind of a few days and seeing a bunch of my friends in San Diego, family in San Diego, meeting babies in San Diego and then flying back home. So I'm really excited. Hopefully, I'll be feeling better by Friday. Um, Anyways, on to today's episode. So today, we are going to talk about being a people pleaser and being an esthetician. And this is something that I have found to be a consistent quality of a lot of my clients. So if you've you've been following me on Instagram, you may have found that I've been doing reels, um, like script reels essentially and people like them so I'm definitely going to keep doing them but I usually do them from a people pleaser perspective <laughs> how many p's can you say in ones right not all of you not all the people that are listening to this not all the estheticians out there are people pleasers which is amazing 
fantastic. I'm so proud of you if you're not. Like, if telling a client no does not phase you or, you you know, you don't like the awkward conversation or with your disappointment, whatever it is, but you're, like, it's it's fine. Like, you, it's part of your job, part of your business. You just kind of go with it. That is, def- I've met some of you amazing people, <laughs> but the majority of you, from my experience, this is my experience, this is, doesn't mean, I have no statistics on this, um, and also just knowing estheticians in the, in the wild <laughs> from my friends, right, that I've met in the industry, as well as myself, is we tend to be people pleasers. And we kind of get into the industry because people pleasing goes hand in hand with helping people. So if you like helping people, a lot of times you like to, you're also a people pleaser. So I really want to talk about what that is, what that means for your business. Because like, again, some of the things that people have been asking for in these um, requests for videos or kind of feedback from these, these reels that I've been making is they're like, well, you're not giving a solution based on telling after saying no. And I'm definitely happy to add that to the videos, but what I have found consistently with my clients is they need help saying, just be able to actually tell someone no. They can rebook someone who tries to late cancel, but telling someone who late canceled that they have to still pay is the hard part of the conversation for them. Not necessarily the, like they need, like they can rebook them another time or whatever. The, the actual, the awkwardness of saying no can be really challenging for a lot of us. So I want to talk about this because learning about people pleasing and especially how it has affected my business, of course, in my personal life as well, has been really transformational for me and for some of my clients that I've worked with them on this particularly. Um, I'm going to talk about a lot of generalizations in this episode. And so there may be things in here that are making generalized statements that have nothing to do with you. And I'm really sorry. about that. Like that is not my intention to overgeneralize or make blanket statements or anything like that. However, these are some trends that I've noticed and I want to help you if this is something that you're like, yes, this is the, <laughs> this is really hard for me. I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. Okay. So when I first heard people talk about people pleasers in the um, business environment. The first kind of people I heard to talk about it was Amy Porterfield. She's an online marketing expert and she teaches like how to do digital courses and things like that. And then after learning about her and listening to her podcast, I got introduced to Brooke Castillo, who's the founder of the Life Coach School, which is the life coaching that I've learned from and listened to her podcast, which is also great. Um, and I've heard them both say, I think this was, this came from Brooke initially, I don't think Brooke came up with this, whatever. I don't know who came up with this concept, but she likes to say that if you, you people please that you lie. And I found, I found the definition liberating and really frustrating. It didn't sit super well with me in the sense that when I was people pleasing, being, telling myself I'm lying, it, it didn't help me get out of the people pleasing cycle that I was in, whether it's business or personal. So I've never used that as a form to talk to my clients about people pleasing. So I, I think calling someone a liar or insinuating someone's lying can be really unhelpful. So like basically the way that, that Brooke explains it is like, if you say yes to doing something you don't want to do, you're lying to that person, which is true, essentially. I'm not, I mean, 
we could argue that, right? But that is true essentially. But that's not particularly helpful to me. And I'm assuming it probably isn't helpful to you. Unless it is. If it is, you're welcome. (laughs) If you're like, oh, I needed to hear that. Great. Take that and run. (laughs) But in today's episode, and, and, and what I want to talk about with you particularly is people pleasing and this is definitely this is backed by studies that they have been doing like researching people and behaviors and relationships for the past really the past 30 years basically since you know I was a kid which is like I'm like how much of my peers they researched as they learned all this stuff um is that people pleasing is actually a coping mechanism it's also called fawning so I'm sure you've heard of fight and flight, right? Those are the ones that we've talked about, you know, forever, right? We're essentially back again. If we're back to the cave days, you know how I like talking about the cave days. If we were being attacked by an intruder, you know, a predator or intruder or whatever, we would either fight that intruder or we would flight. We'd run away, right? And these are just survival instincts that we have to cope with something that we have determined is a threat to our safety and maybe our life, right? That's where it came from initially. And then safety has also expanded from like those ancient days where safety was literally like surviving physically to the next day. And safety now, not to say there isn't a safety, physical safety thing still to this day, 100% in abusive relationships, that definitely has a huge part of it. But there's also a safety in a relationship with whoever you're in a relationship with and losing that relationship is you become unsafe. So in this particular example, if you lose a client relationship, the client doesn't like what you said or didn't say or did or didn't do, they will leave, take their money with them, and then you will no longer be safe because you don't have that money anymore. And so now you have to go find that money somewhere else which again, if you're in the survival mechanism, going out and finding money is much more scary than fawning, also known as people pleasing, the person who's in front of you with the money, right? Like that takes a lot less energy. Again, if we talk about the brain doesn't like do expelling lots of energy, like doing the same thing that it knows is going to work. We know by saying yes to this person or this type of person that they will continue to come back and give me money. And I need money, which we all do, right? To pay my bills, to live, to do the things that I need to do in my life and hopefully more, not just survive. So by telling this person no, there is a threat to my survival. That is what's happening in your brain and in your body. Like if you think about when you, if you're, if you're a people pleaser and you're in these situations, what physically you feel in your body when you even think about telling the person no. Like the anxiety, the stress, the, the tension, the fear, the upset stomach, he- headache. I don't know, whatever, however it physically manifests for you. For me, I know it's like a clenched stomach, like sweaty hands. <laughs> Maybe my face turns even red because I'm just kind of embarrassed about having the conversation. Um, I... And you can also you can also fight, flight, and fawn, right? So you can flight by also like ignoring the person 
and then saying yes, which is both flight and fawning. You can, you can fight with them, right? You can try to like defend yourself and then eventually give in. You can, you can do multiple of these coping mechanisms. Um, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but the fawning has been more, um, studied recently and talked about recently. And I have found it to be really helpful. So going back to the original example of youth people pleaser, the fawner is saying yes to survive when someone is doing something, asking you to do something that you don't want to do. So maybe you've decided in your business that everyone who comes to see you is going to buy your skincare. Like that was something that I decided in my acne business. I'm not saying you have to do that. That was just a decision that I I realized was the best for my clients in my business. People got way better results. And I just, whenever I kind of did it the other way, it was always a disaster. So I just decided. And I decided I was going to tell people that. And I decided that if they didn't like it, I would have so much respect for that and not try to argue with them or get defensive or anything and just wish them well and hope that someone else will come in their spot. So if you have made a decision like that, let's say you also have decided this and now someone has come in, you like this person, this new person, maybe it's a client you've had in the past. I didn't make my, my previous clients adhere to this. There's only new clients. So you, the new person comes in, you like them and uh, they tell you they're not going to buy any skincare. They're just going to buy a cleanser, Right. They always just like to buy a cleanser or a moisturizer. You know, have you noticed that? I'm just going to buy a cleanser. And you're like, oh. Instantly, that dread, right? That like, I decided that this is what I was going to do. And now this person is telling me, no, they're not, they're not going to buy the whole line I recommend for them. They're only going to buy a cleanser. So now I have to decide if I'm going to survive in my business by saying, okay, that's fine. If you want to buy a cleanser today, you know, we can talk about more products another day. Or you're like, I would love to, you just get the cleanser. It's not what we do here. And you explain why with the risk of that person being like, uh, okay. And not rebooking, never coming back. You've just lost that money and you, you will no longer survive is what your brain and body is telling you. So to do that, if you have been a fawn, if a fawner, if you have been a people pleaser, since a child, which I, I would expect that to be true for you if you are a people pleaser, to be able to make that leap from, oh, that's fine. Just a cleanser is awesome. You'll love it. Don't worry about it. To, oh, I would love to, but that's not what we do here. La, 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 la. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> that is a not an overnight process. That is a lot of work. That's a lot of rewiring your brain. And so if you're watching my videos, my reels about this, and you're like, I want to do this, and then you go to do it, and you don't do it, please don't beat yourself up. Just tell yourself, oh, yes, my brain does not want to do this because it thinks we will not survive. I just want you to like tell yourself that and comfort yourself because that's the first step to changing it. Okay, so I want to share with you an Instagram post that I have seen from a Instagram influence um, psychologist. She's a, she's an actually licensed psychologist. She's not just someone who posts random things on the internet. Um, I'm sure you've heard of her. Her name is Dr. Nicole 
Lapera, and she's at the dot holistic dot psychologist. And I like a lot of the things that she says. So I'm going to read a quote she says in her, in one of her Instagram posts. And this one is actually from June 2nd. So if you want to go back to it, I will also um, tag it in a story that comes along with this episode. Women are conditioned from a young age to focus on the comfort of others before their own. The messages are, you're going to upset them. Don't be difficult. Why are you being dramatic? Don't make your daddy, sister, friend mad. Hug your uncle or he'll feel bad. Be a good girl for me. Come back when you're not angry. Reinforced over and over again, these messages disconnect women from their intuition and internal alarm that signals danger. This begins the pattern of fawning to appease others. Even if her anger or discomfort is valid, she's told not to feel it, to keep it at peace at all costs. This makes her vulnerable to manipulation and creates a belief that she has to stay in situations that are harmful because upsetting someone makes her think she has done something wrong. So rather than assert herself or set a clear boundary by saying no, she continues to please for a sense of approval she's been taught to chase since childhood. So it said, she says we need to condition young women and girls to say, I will not tolerate this to keep you comfortable. I will not please you. Betray myself in this process. We need to condition young girls and women to understand that their role in life isn't to make sure that everyone else feels comfortable while they silently suffer. When she's labeled as difficult or rude because she values her intuition and her own limits, she breaks a cycle for every woman that comes after her and she creates a safer world. Whew. I know. It's like a mic drop. <laughs> and that's why I always say to when you tell someone no, you're also, you're allowed to just tell someone no without an explanation. I want to definitely go over that in more detail another episode, and I will. But I think, especially in a business situation, I think that's definitely 100% more important in a, in a personal relationship, in a business relationship, to quote-unquote be good customer service. I think it's important to have clarity of why you're saying no, give them a very specific reason, being very consistent and telling everyone no, and then having empathy for them in their situation while still telling them no, right? It's still a no. And I'm going to be clear about why. Be consistently telling everyone no for this. I'm going to have empathy that this totally sucks, right? Um, but you still tell them no. You can totally say it without bashing them, insulting them. I think we've been taught also as children, at least I know I was, like if someone tells you no, it's a bad thing and they're a bad person. And like the, the way they say it is also very bad. Like no, like a toddler no like very cold. And also I'm not saying we have to be warm to tell people no. I definitely don't want to perpetuate that. But again, in a business situation, to be professional, you can be very clear and just say, hey, no, I, we don't do that. I, I know it sucks. We don't do it, right? That's not what we're gonna, that's, we don't do that here. Fortunately, that's not how it works here. You don't have to go into like a super fluffy way that I kind of like to approach it. Cause again, I'm a recovering, um, people pleaser. So it makes me more comfortable. I know that it makes the situation easier on everybody, 
but it makes it easier for me to stick to and be consistent with my nose, if that makes sense. Because that's really my goal is to be consistent myself. So I know to be true, my own personal experience is when I tell people no in a very loving but clear way in my business, whether it's this business, esthetician business, or my um, acne business that I had when I was in San Diego, I've gotten feedback whether it was months or even years later, where they said, hey, you know, you told me no about X or Y, that I, we, I, I couldn't do this or you weren't doing that. And it inspired me to say no as well in my business. And in, in, in my personal life, when I've seen other business owners, especially women business owners, tell people no, I'm like, hell yeah. If she can say no, I can say no. Right? It's like... If I, if I could accomplish anything in this podcast is to help you make money by being true to yourself. And if that means saying being true to yourself is telling someone no, then that's what we're going to do, <laughs> right? Like being true to yourself and your brand, whatever it is you want to do. You want to do acne, amazing. You don't want to do acne, you hate acne, fantastic. You want to do lashes, you want to do everything. You want to do whatever it is you want to do in your business, however you want to help people. However you want to make money, it doesn't even have to be about helping people, you can just make money, it's okay too. Whatever it is, you can do that and be true to what you want to do and tell people no, you actually can. Lastly, I want to say this, is you are doing great just how you are today. Even if you tell people yes when you mean no, right? Even if you're not booked and you're not making the money you want to make and you're sad that you have to do side jobs or whatever it is, I just want to tell you that the only way to get to where you want to go is through. The only way to learn how to build your business is to build your business. It's the only way. The only way to learn to tell people no and not beat yourself about it and feel like guilty and have all this physical and emotional pain by doing it is by practicing doing it and saying it, doing it wrong and not authentically to yourself sometimes. And you know what you'll learn along the way is that maybe even the way that I say things or approach things, it doesn't, it's not for you. It does that doesn't work for you. And that's amazing. But by practicing and trying things out, you'll learn that. It's the only way, again, the only way is through. You're like, mm, that didn't feel me, you know? And then that's how you learn. That's how I've learned. It's the only way. I believe in you. You're doing great. Talk to you next week. I'll tell you all about Taylor.